three, two, let's make this happen in one, November 6th. 2020. It's your favorite PhD that ain't using his degree. It's me, Dr. Goose. Welcome back to the Anonymous Gamblers podcast with my friend on the other side of the state, Mr. Fermi. How are you doing? Very good, Goose. What's going on? You, it, We would be remiss to not say about the arbitrage opportunity that happened in the election, Fermi. The odds on this thing were insane, regardless of who you like. You had said last week, if you like the plus money, which was Trump, he was about plus 188, plus 200. And then after Florida was declared, he went to minus 600 and Biden was plus 375. And then Arizona came back into play. Fermi, whatever you say, whatever you think about the election is irrelevant, but talk to me about the the swing in the live betting on this event and, and what you're thinking. It was it was crazy. So honestly, when when the plus money came out on Biden after Florida was declared, and then the swing to Arizona, I was following it as well. When Biden won Arizona, that's when I I was thinking to myself, that's the time to bet. Which is ins- because- which is insane because only the AP and Fox have given him the win. No one else has given him the win on that state. I know you're right. It's it is crazy, but I mean. It was that one county, I forget what, Maricopa or whatever. Maricopa, yeah. Yeah. Um, That was, and that's where all the, you know, phoenixes and stuff. So that was driving it all, and it was was mail-in ballots, I believe. But regardless, that that state um, or um, that county has been, that really determines who wins Arizona. Uh, I, I, I wish I would have learned about all this back in high school because I don't know about you, but I didn't learn the intricacies of this until I started watching Steve Karnacki basically do cocaine on live television. <laughs> that was, he, he is funny, though. He's, he, he's entertaining. I think, I think they're, the, to be honest with you, their election coverage is some of the most unbiased coverage that they have. We had talked about this, how we're not necessarily huge fans. You know, I watch uh, Crystal and Sager on the Hill on YouTube. I like them. Um, did you get to see that podcast at all? I did not watch the pod. I, I did watch NBC most of the time, though, because yeah. they did a good job being unbiased. You, you, well, to be fair, you can't watch a podcast. But, yeah, they have a, they have a, thing on, they have a channel on YouTube that I watch, and it's very good. And the only thing I'll say about this election, I had a, I had a buddy text me and say, oh, I wanted a big pro-Biden rant to hear you go. I'm going to say this. Um, there's a lot of work to do no matter who wins. Because you can see how, how much uh, dissent is going on. I mean, it's a 50-50 election. So uh, we have a lot of work to do. And uh, I think we can all get better. And that sounds really cheesy and, and kind of uh, cliche. But it's it's true. And something else we can get better for me at is our gambling. I'm 13-13. and 13, You're 12-19. and 19, Two and one, two weeks in a row. Man, I almost pulled an old goose egg. What's going on here in the college football slate as the Big Ten came back and, and, and has been rolling out for two weeks and Pac-12 is back in action and we had Maction on, on Wednesday night? Boy, that Maction was fun, man. That was fun. There were like six games, um, tons of scoring. It was true Maction and it was it was fun to bet on, actually. You know, there's some good games tonight. I mean, you have a really high-rated uh, BYU team against Boise State. Uh, any thoughts to the early listeners on tonight's games? Uh, there's also Miami, NC State, and San Jose State, and San Diego State. So I'm staying away from the BYU game, but that's definitely the game to watch, I think, tonight. Um, I would probably bet Miami. If, if I was going to bet one of those three games, I would probably take Miami tonight. Um, and I may do that. Uh, 
just one unit, low dollar. But um, I'm that I, I'm actually really excited to watch the BYU game. They don't get a lot of TV time, and or it's late, and I just don't get to see it. So uh, that's the game of the night for sure. You know, you and I have a disagreement on a game. I'll, I'll tell mine first. I like this over 67 for Virginia Tech and Liberty tomorrow. You know, we've been following Liberty. I've been betting Virginia Tech overs now for a couple weeks in a row. I took one off when they didn't hit on Wake Forest, thankfully. Um, but, you know... Uh, their quarterback is a monster. Malik Willis for Liberty is a monster. Uh, you know, super fast, great speed. One, one of the one of the scouting reports on him is is that he's got uh, SEC type speed. I, I just don't know why would you think that this would be an under position because you are kind of leaning towards it. I've taken the I've taken the over. I just think this thing is going to be fast paced. I think that that uh, Liberty's not going to let up. I know that Virginia Tech's defense is starting to get better. I don't know if they maybe got their secondary back, but even so, I don't see them letting off the gas pedal. So the only reason I think it could go under is both teams are very run-first oriented. Um, I know Liberty can throw, obviously Virginia Tech can throw, but they are both run-first teams, run-heavy squads. And all it takes is for one defense to play a little stout and i could see this game really slowing down virginia tech is 4-0 when they run for more than 260 yards and 0-2 when they run for less than 260 and i liberty just hasn't beaten anyone yet i mean they had a pretty handling win against syracuse but i don't i really don't know that their resume is that strong i know they're ranked and i know they're 14 and a half point underdogs which i don't know that they deserve that either so I'm I'm on the fence. I didn't play it because of that. Um, I also looked at the Liberty side of this bet with 14 and a half as the line. I, I think they can keep it within two touchdowns. You know, the one thing about Hooker and, and then Herbert on Virginia Tech side, and, and we've seen this before when we play overs for like Navy games with these option teams where they, they stack the box, you know, they get past that second level. There's nothing but green. And so... Hooker and Herbert definitely have the speed. You know what I mean? To, to, if they break loose, man, this thing could be up and down the field for me. That's true. And I don't know if Liberty's going to be able to throw the ball um, a ton. I think that a lot of their success comes from mixing it up a little bit. And if they get down early, I could see them starting to panic. And to catch. And like it, they could fall apart if Virginia get a, gets out to an early lead. And it's at Virginia Tech. Now, another thing that surprises me, you're not one of those guys that goes back to the well often, and here you are again, taking your AAC darling, Fermi. What's going on here? Yeah, man. So, I'm going back to Cincinnati. I think they are really good. Um, Still not getting in. I mean, they're they're ranked, I believe, they're up to sixth now, and I think it's deserved. Their defense has been just lights out. They're also, Desmond Ritter, we've talked about him at least twice on the pod this year already, and I know we talked about him last year. Um, he's coming into his own. I mean, he's he's actually been really, really good. Um, I think he accounted for, I don't, I don't want to get this wrong, but it was a handful of touchdowns um, the last two weeks. So um, I, I, their defense is phenomenal. I think it's underrated even as good as they are. And Houston's defense is really battered with injuries, and they're missing their best wide receiver. So 
I think the cards are stacked against Houston. The line is only 12.5, so I'm taking Cincinnati to cover 12.5, and, and they're at home in the afternoon. So I like it. Their their defense is certainly stout. Houston can put up points. I I, I would hope. I, I I would wonder if would you get them at twelve and a half. Twelve and a half. Yeah. That's not a bad number. Being up three touchdowns is certainly reasonable. And Houston going up and down the field late uh, in a game, getting that extra touchdown, and then just you know going for an onside kick, and that's all she wrote. I I could definitely see that as being reasonable there. Um, why did you want to go back to the well? Just, just you just feel that confident in Cincinnati, or is this really a play against Houston right now and their no, defense? It, it, it's a little bit of both. I mean, with Houston hurting on D and then missing their best playmaker, I think. I mean, you need everybody to score on Cincinnati, and I do think Houston will put up a couple points. But I, I mean, Cincinnati has not. They, I don't know that they've given up more than fourteen points since the first week of the year, and. Even against, I think, didn't they play? Did they play UCF yet? No, they played Memphis. They I played believe. Memphis and they beat them. Yeah. Um, and last week, who did they get? SMU. Yes. So, like, they're they're playing against some of the top offenses in that conference, and I I wouldn't even put Houston at that level offensively. So I I just think they're going to be too 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 tough on D. I don't think Houston's going to be able to put up enough points to. Well, speaking of putting up points here, now I'm going to take this Penn State-Maryland over. Games at Penn State. Boy, Penn State has just taken it on the chin. And this kind of seems like a position. This is more of a play on on Penn State than it is on Maryland. Um, You know, Penn State's putting up an average of 30 points and giving up an average of 37, but that includes an overtime game that they probably shouldn't have lost. I don't know how good Penn State's defense is. I don't think Maryland has a good defense. Uh, I like I like the way that uh, I'm gonna mispronounce his name. I would say it right if I wasn't on the spot. Tagliavolia. I know I, I I just see them just opening this up. This has become more of a rivalry, and I don't think Penn State is going to let off here after two losses in a row, going 0 and 2. Ugh. Maybe they they maybe they would have thought that that Ohio State, but that the way that that Indiana game ended, and then for them to get the get Ohio State. In Beaver Stadium, and, and and for what happened to happen again, boy, sixty four. It was at sixty one. It worked its way up to about sixty four and a half. Oh, by the way, I've been buying half points all over the plate. I should just call this this just like a, a going away sale. I, I'm paying a little ten cents extra juice. I got that Virginia Tech Liberty at sixty seven. Had to buy it down from sixty seven and a half because the site I use, um, I can't get the opening lines. And then this Penn State game, I bought down to 64 from 64 and a half. I know it, some people don't like it, but I just I don't like half points on overs. And it just feels like Penn State's going to play big here for me. It feels like they're going to put up a 40-burger, if not more if they can, just not let off the gas at all. I think Maryland's good for 24. The, I, I just see this that Penn State putting up three touchdowns a half at least, 42-24-ish for this game. And that goes over barely on this total. I like it. I mean, they definitely need a bounce back performance that's impressive. I don't know that you're going to be able to call an impressive performance if they beat beat them anyway. But I agree, it is a rivalry. It's really morphed into that. So I could see them keeping the their foot on the gas. Let's stay in the Big Ten here. Nebraska Northwestern. 
Boy, if you would have told me you were taking these two teams, I would have thought that you would have taken Northwestern, being 2-0, starting off pretty well in this season. And here you are, Fermi, going with, with Scott Frost and, and the Cornhuskers plus 3.5. Boy, you got to justify why you're doing this, Fermi. All right. So they've played. They've both played Iowa. Okay. Let's, let's just start with the one common opponent and early in the season. It's actually pretty impressive they both played them. Nebraska lost by three. Northwestern won by one. So... The line seems real. Um, they've, they've, you know, Nebraska has their lopsided loss was against Ohio State, who arguably is the best team in the country, right there with Clemson and Bama. And Nebraska actually did not look that bad against Ohio State offensively. They scored seventeen. Adrian Martinez looked pretty good. His numbers were actually okay. They were just outmatched in really every facet of the game. Northwestern, their defense is what gets them wins. Their defense is really good. They have two of the best linebackers in the Big Ten. Um, the one thing I'm a little bit worried about is Nebraska's – I think they had two targeting calls last last week, and both guys are going to be out the first half from guys in their secondary. So they're going to be a little light in the secondary, but I do think Nebraska has the right style of offense to move the ball on, on Northwestern. Um and on top of that, I think, aside from Northwestern's defense, I don't think they're that good. I, I mean, Peyton Ramsey is their quarterback, who I think is a transfer from Indiana. He's He's been efficient the last two weeks, but he's not really known for, you know, efficiency, per se. I, I like Nebraska, and this is a bounce back. They need to get a win. Um, so I'm... I'm going all in on the Huskers. I think they can cover. It, it, it'll be an interesting game for me. Do you think this is a high-scoring affair? Do you think it has to be for Nebraska to win or no? No, I don't. Because I don't think Northwestern's offense is that good. Um, I think Nebraska is better offensively. And they have two quarterbacks. Uh, Christian McCaffrey's brother, Luke, is actually the other quarterback. And both are pretty athletic. They'll line up Luke McCaffrey anywhere and just try to get him touches, even though he's the backup quarterback, they'll throw to him, they'll run run him out of the backfield, and he'll do a little bit of everything. So I, I think that Scott Frost, once he gets his feet wet with this style of offense and, and who his players are, I think he's going to be able to mix it up and throw some different things at Northwestern. Something that is driving me nuts is, is this COVID, like the late call for players out. Last week I had that over for Temple and Tulane, and I find out in the morning that Temple decides to not bring 38 players. Like, they didn't release this information when we were doing this podcast. And then I take the under in the second half, and Tulane blows up. I, the over-under was 26-and-a-half. It was silent for the first eight, nine minutes of the third quarter. I'm like, okay, I'll, I'm going to break even, get my money back. Nope. Tulane went into total just beast mode on them up and down the field and then temple is turning the ball over they couldn't get a punt off they're they're going fourth down in their own territory like deep like i'm talking like 35 40 yard line i'm like oh my god and i lose it just disappointed i think that this Tulane east carolina talk about going back to the well this is something i'm notorious for now east carolina has not played to the top of their ability passing holton nailers is still a monster they have a great running back in Harris. Johnson's very good on the outside for them. He has not played very well. Yeah, they're they're only getting 221, but remember, 
he, he was out one game against Navy. You look at their rush defense and what they've given up. Yeah, they're giving up they're about 205 yards a game, but Tulane's strength is in the rush. And Navy ate him up. And, and also, I think Tulane has a better passing quarterback than they get credit for. But both of these teams are giving up, on average, over 30 points on defense. And they're getting over, on average, 30 points on offense. The over-under on this game, I got it at, you guessed it, 60. Guess what I had to do? Buy a half point. You know it. So, I just think that this game should fly over the total. I don't know why... It's been just dragging and dragging, and it's it's kind of frustrating to me, but I want to see these two teams light up the scoreboard, and I believe that they will. So I'm taking the over for Tulane and East Carolina at that 60-burger. Go AAC for me. <laughs> I like it. It's disappointing, man. It's it's a it's a little disappointing. I just I just want these things to just like fly over the totals, and and it just sometimes looks like it should, and then it it just gets crapped on, and I just I don't I don't get it. It's it's so disappointing for me. No, I'm sorry. I got it at sixty one. I'm sorry. It was it's it was it it was at sixty one and a half. I I bet it down to to sixty one. Um, I just this COVID is really just a little bit frustrating to me right now for me. I'm not sure if you're feeling the same way. You know what I mean? Obviously COVID is frustrating, but you understand what I'm saying as far as a betting, uh, a a betting market is. And especially, especially for college, because you just don't, they don't release data like, like the NFL does. I mean, the NFL has to come out with injury reports and anybody that hits COVID list, they, they talk about it on the news. And like, I've always, always struggled with getting injury reports for college football it's you know they just don't release it until there's so many game time decisions but indeed there is but you have another game time decision transition on a conference usa game Fermi, welcome home baby wow yeah this i was reaching deep in the bag of tricks for this one you want to talk about so, it or you just want to leave us hanging <laughs> I'm gonna, yeah leave you hanging so i'm gonna go with western kentucky plus six and a half at fau I do not usually dabble in the Conference USA, but I'm gonna I'm gonna do it this week. Western Kentucky has had some pretty big losses, like quality losses. They lost to Liberty, they lost to Louisville, they lost to BYU. Um, FAU just hasn't really played anybody. They they did lose to Marshall, but other than that, they've been beaten up on their competition, and they've only played three games. Western Kentucky, I think, is has played six already, I believe. And Western Kentucky has Pagrone, who transferred in from Maryland. He's been, he hasn't been as dominant as what, what I think most power five quarterbacks would, you would expect to go to a, like a mid-major, but he still has pretty good numbers and their defense is going to, is going to keep it close. They're 20th against the run, 72nd against the pass. FAU is not that good of a passing offense. And I think Western Kentucky just has the right mix of skill on offense and a stout enough defense that I think they keep it close and definitely have a chance to win this game. Um, I'm taking the points plus six and a half, and that that's that's my third pick of the week. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go into the Conference USA and and try to get a win. It makes my heart sing. The only thing I wish it was was an over. That's the only thing for me. <laughs> I would. 
I was hoping. Do you that, know what the line is? Do you know what the over under in this game is? I have not. I'm going to say probably 47. 39 and a half. Oh my god. Oh, don't don't we'll get to it when we get back down to it. If there was an over that I would take tonight it would be that BYU Boise State game. BYU is impressive and I don't see Boise State uh they're they're not fast teams, but this total could hit. I mean, there are some very very good athletes on the game. If anything, take the time at 9:45 and watch the late one. Uh SMU Temple, I have no information on Temple. This would have been an over if all their guys are in. At 62, it's dropping, which leads me to believe that they're, I think their starting quarterback is out and their backup is in, but that's due to a shoulder injury, not due to COVID. Tulane, East Carolina, we went over. Liberty, Virginia Tech, we went over. UL Monroe, Georgia State. I know Fermi doesn't have anything on this game. People, I can't emphasize this enough. UL Monroe is atrocious. I, I don't know. The over-under is 58.5. I, I don't know if they put up 10 points. And after what happened to Georgia State against Coastal Carolina, maybe, maybe take this over. I, I, what about Georgia State? What about just taking Georgia State? I'm seeing 18 and a half. I see it at 18. That that wouldn't be a bad play, specifically because it's at Georgia State. But I know there's not a lot of home field advantage. But if if there's a time for Georgia State to lay a beat down. It's this week, and I don't see UL Monroe. They're in shambles. So if there was a play, I would probably stay away from that over, and I would probably take uh, minus 18 on Georgia State. That's a lot of points. That might be a teaser opportunity. I'll get back to you on that. Duke, North Carolina. North Carolina, minus 11.5, over under 62.5. Fermi, thoughts? I would take North Carolina here. I mean, their offense is, is starting to click. You don't I think mean, they're fraudulent? Uh I think their defense is fraudulent. I think their offense is, is good. I mean, they're put, they've put up 41, 48, 28, 56, 26. Uh, their defense is the suspect. That's why they're losing games. Michigan minus 3.5, over under 54.5. This almost made your board for me. Yeah, I, I, I do like Michigan in this one. I think I do think Indiana's a solid team. I think Michigan needs this win bad after a letdown last week. Or their season's done. I think Harbaugh's done if, if they start losing games like this. Ooh, calling for coaches' heads during COVID? That's not nice for me. Iowa. Uh, this, this was going on last year. I just Nothing new here. Iowa, minus six, over under 46.5 against Michigan State. Stay away from me. Fermi, any thoughts? Same. I'm staying away with Michigan State off of that big win. Over under on the Arizona State-USC game is 55.5. USC, minus 10.5. A 9 a.m. game? Is this yeah. a is this an under for me? What's going on here? Uh, I don't like I, I don't like first. This is the first game of the year for both teams, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. I don't. I'm fading. I I won't take an under, so I'm not touching it. Memphis minus eighteen over under sixty six and a half. I don't think Fermi's going to touch that. West Virginia getting five and a half off a nice win over under fifty four against Texas. Maybe over? I mean, it dropped four points for me, but it's at 55. 31-24 doesn't seem totally unreasonable based on this line. No, it doesn't. Both teams have solid offenses. Both teams are 4-2. and two. It's a pretty big game for the conference. I do like a lot of points in this one. Northwestern Nebraska, we talked about. Arkansas State, Louisiana. Whew, heads up, 7-up, people. This game, is, this total starting to go over. Louisiana can score points, but it's they're not they're not doing it at speed clips. I don't know if Arkansas State's offense is strong enough to get through Louisiana's defense. 
that minus fourteen is a little. A, a, they're either gonna they're either gonna blow them out of the water, or or that's it. I that I just I can't even. I just don't see it happening. I I'm surprised by this line. It it confuses me, and I just have to back away. Do you have any thoughts on Louisiana Fermi? Have you kind of faded them in the past couple weeks? I. I don't have too many thoughts on Louisiana, but Arkansas State has given up the most points, I believe, in the country this year. They have. Now, they have no defense. But Exactly. But So, I mean, the line, I'm seeing 68 and a half. What's the over-under that you see? Uh, 60, I, I have 68. It went up from 63 and a half to 68. But even that, I mean, they couldn't put up points on Troy. That's a problem. Yeah. That's a huge yeah. problem. I, don't, I, I just don't see it. Speaking of Troy, minus three and a half against Georgia Southern, over-under 54 and a half. Oh, boy. Oh, Troy was plus one and a half. Now they're minus three and a half. It's hard to fade Shea Wirtz. I know what happened to them in Coastal Carolina, but if I was going to make a play right now, I'd, I'd take Georgia Southern plus three and a half. Any thoughts on that for me? Is that a pass? I would do this. I would actually do the same. They're at home as well. Right. Yeah. I would. That, that's where I would lean in that game. That over under is real tricky. Fifty four for them. Oh boy, this could be twenty eight. This could be twenty eight twenty four. Just as fast as it could be. 31-21. I, I just don't see it right now. I, I see Georgia Southern bouncing back here. Boston College, oh, what a what a blah. Minus 14.5 against Syracuse, over under 53.5. What a heartbreaker for me. I know. They were in this game. The, they were in the game the entire way, really. Syracuse stinks. I, I, the, the problem with betting this game after Boston College loses to Clemson is it just sort of took the wind out of their sails. I, I'm not touching this one. UMass is getting 44.5 points at Marshall over under 55.5. Why do I want to take Marshall? I do too. I don't. I think the line is too low. I think Marshall just annihilates them. I hope so. And they're 5-0 and right now. A little style points will take them a long way, especially if they want to get up in those rankings, trying to maybe make a New Year's Six Bowl game if they go undefeated. App State, Texas State. App State was minus 17 and a half. Now it's minus 21. Texas State always gives them a little bit of a struggle over under on that 57. Maybe over on that one. Texas State might be able to put up enough. App State basically caught off the dogs last week against UL Monroe. They just knew that they wanted to get out of there. I don't necessarily know how they feel about Texas State. I can tell you Fermi doesn't care. Um, Southern Miss, <laughs> Southern Miss, Northern Al- North Alabama, Fermi don't care. Houston, Cincinnati we talked about. Penn State, Maryland we talked about. Here's another one, Fermi. Minnesota minus seven over under sixty three against Illinois sounds like you might go mini and under. I both yeah I was looking at mini and under mini I so I like Minnesota minus seven and a half I see it at minus seven and a half Illinois was down to their fourth string quarterback last week there were two covids and an ankle injury I believe so and, and a their D partridge in a pear really, tree sorry yeah their D is also hurt so. I, I like Minnesota, but boy, did they get off to a tough start this year as well. Yeah, ugly. UNLV getting 11 at home against Fresno, over under 58.5. I'm waiting for UNLV's offense to click here, especially with Arroyo as their coach, if I'm saying that name correctly. If I were to take it at 330, eh, you know me, I'd take it over. Kansas, Oklahoma, over under 63. Uh, Oklahoma minus 37.5. I told you all. Texas Tech is a little fraudulent, but I mean Oklahoma could put up sixty-three themselves if they want to for me. Yeah, that, I mean I would take Oklahoma in this one as well. I don't see Kansas scoring much. Real close to taking the over in this Texas Tech TCU game, minus nine and a half for TCU. I kind of like Tech. I don't want to. I don't want to take it though. It, there's just something, something, something in the water. It just something seems like they. 
if they were favored in this game or if it was tighter, if it was like three, it'd be a flat warning sign. It'd be like, stay away. Something about this nine and a half is really drawn me into tech. I, I think this is a pretty good spot for them. I think that the way that they're matched up with them, I mean, they, they were totally had a horrible matchup against Oklahoma. But this one, I think they're far better suited to, to, to stick in the game longer because TCU can be explosive, but they've been just as inconsistent as Texas Tech. So nine and a half is a lot to me. Over under 61, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't touch it as much as I'd like to. Any thoughts on that, Fermi? I do not. I'm, I'm looking ahead. I bet you you got one on this one. Georgia minus three over under 52 and a half against Florida. Your Gators? Yeah, I I will put a bet on the Gators, more of a homer bet than anything. I do like the over in this one. I think Florida can score some points on Georgia. I know Florida can't stop Georgia. So um, I, I like this to be a, a shootout, actually. You were almost going to take this one, too. Mississippi State minus 18.5, over under 44. What were you thinking? I was thinking under here. Whoa. And I, I have been burned by Mississippi State this year, um, mostly with overs. And I'll tell you what, Mississippi State's defense, they are ranked second in the SEC behind Kentucky. Is that crazy or what, that's, that a Mike Leach team is ranked second in D? That's not Anyway, normal. Mississippi State should shut down Vandy. It's crazy to me that that over-under is 44.5, and they're favored by 18.5. I would take the under in this game. I don't think Vandy can get it going. Florida State minus 1.5 at home against Pitt, over-under 51 I have zero thoughts on this one, but man, it seems like Pitt should come through in this situation, shouldn't it? They they should. It's a toss-up. When I see home teams with three-point lines or two-and-a-half-point lines, I, it's a 50-50 game, and they're tough to bet. I don't know how good Pitt's going to be against this quarterback. He's pretty mobile, isn't he? He is, yep. He, they've looked way better since he's taken over the reins. Kansas State getting 12-and-a-half at home against Oklahoma State over under 47. Boy, it's tough to bet. If this was two weeks ago, you'd sit there and say, boy, maybe I should take Kansas State getting 12.5 points. Now, not so much. Fermi, what do you think? I did not think Oklahoma State was going to lose last week. I think that was painful for them because they, they were in the driver's seat. Um, I'm, I'm probably fading this game. It's, it's a tough read with both teams coming off a loss. Western Kentucky, Florida Atlantic, we talked about. Baylor, Iowa State, minus 14 over under 47.5. Fermi. Baylor is not Baylor. No, it's Brocktober's over though, so I I'm fading this one. I'm not, I don't want to I don't want to bet on Iowa State here. UCLA going up to Colorado minus six and a half over under fifty seven. Colorado has been gutted. Fermi, is this a play on on UCLA? I don't man. These openers are really tough for me. I you know I I have to resort to Phil Steele and all his all his book you know everything deep in the book, but I'm. Not gonna, not gonna pick this one unless I have a really good after. Give me a second. That might close the tease. To take UCLA to a win and take Georgia State to minus twelve, that would be a teaser that I would do. Yeah, you're getting them. Yep. Yeah, much. Get them to a win. I would win. take it by the money line. Yep. yep. That would that would be it. Texas A&M minus ten against South Carolina in South Carolina over under fifty nine. Surprised you wouldn't be on South Carolina in this situation for me. Yeah, I well, I also was looking at the over in this one fifty eight and a half. Both teams 
comparing the Florida games, which I watched both games in its entirety against Florida, both teams had their way with Florida, and both offenses looked pretty good. Um, as far as like offensively, I, I if I'm going to pick anything in this game, I'm probably going over 58 and a half. Over under 65 for Rutgers Ohio State. Ohio State minus 39 and a half. Boy, did did they just do what he did because it's Scott Frost? Oh, I didn't know what personnel was in because. I think Ohio State can put up 59, and I think Rutgers is good for at least one score in this game, right? Yeah, Rutgers, Rutgers has looked okay. I mean, I you can't really knock them too much. I mean, they, they fought hard against Indiana last week, and they obviously beat Michigan State to open. So uh, I, I like the over here, and I, I don't think Ohio State looks back. I think they keep keep their foot in the gas. I would probably be, be well, see, I would be apt to tease that down. That's for my boy B Mills, who loves his teasers. Woo! That's what he would do. Uh, Oregon minus nine over under fifty and a half. Boy, it'd be it, I know you're you're betting on brand name here, but getting Oregon down to two points for a win opening week, that wouldn't be half bad either for me. Well, they're they can be legitimate contenders too. I mean, I think they're the favorite out there. So I would I actually thought about taking Oregon to cover the ten because they can score. It's at nine right now. Think about it for yeah. me. Yep. Here's the marquee matchup of the week. Clemson-Notre Dame. Clemson minus six over under 50 and a half without Trevor Lawrence still for me. I still like Clemson in this one, man. They're, the, the one thing that we're going to have to really watch closely is Clemson's defense. I do think Notre Dame will put up some points. But I think his name's what? Ugalele. He looked really good last week. Um even behind, you know, with, with Trevor Lawrence out, I don't think he's going to be the one that hurts Clemson. So uh, I would I would, I would would take Clemson to cover. Tennessee minus one at Arkansas over under 52 and a half. Have we learned our lesson? I'm fading this game, but I will say that Arkansas has looked way better than I anticipated this year offensively. Uh, Felipe Franks went there and has done a really good job. Uh, on offense, and they've, they've played some tough opponents. So uh, I give them credit for looking a lot better than I anticipated. I don't think anyone's going to agree with me on this one. But Coastal Carolina minus 17.5 over under 55. Something about South Alabama makes me nervous. I kind of like them getting 17.5. Will I take it? No. Will I take this over? No. I told you last week that over scared me. Because it's like, now, did I think that Coastal was going to put up the points they did? No, I, I did not. I'm not sure what got into them, but they were mad. They were getting a little, they, they, they have, uh, as the kids would say, they got a little swag going on. They're, they're hitting up uh, the bear on, on social media. They're doing, you know, WWE stuff, putting teams' mascots through tables and wrestling. It's going to catch up to them sooner or later. Maybe. I hope not, because I'm cheering for them. I like them, but 17 and a half this week. I don't know. Watch out. South Alabama can, can creep up here. Um, I don't know how kind they'll take to it. We'll see. I'll watch it, but I won't bet it most likely. Washington State, Oregon State. Oregon State minus three over under 65. New era without Mike Leach. Fermi, what do you think? Yeah, I don't know what kind of offense they're running. I'm definitely fading this game. I just need to see something out of them first. Um, the I, I would like to watch the game, and I think that'll be that'll be satisfying enough. It'll be it'll be nice to see a little late night, uh, pack, you know, the Pac-12 after dark. It makes me makes me feel good again. I wish there was more games. A lot of games canceled this week. Um, really disappointing. New Mexico, Hawaii, over under sixty two and a half. 
minus 15 and a half. I can tell you Fermi's fading, and I don't have much into it either right now, so I am going to fade. Fermi, any thoughts about the NFL this Sunday, or haven't you got that far in? Haven't gotten that far in really yet. Um, I was happy with the Packers last night, but they beat up on the 49ers with pretty much no none of their star players even playing. Everybody's so dinged up, uh, either between COVID or just injuries. We have been getting after it. We have kept ourselves on time, on pace. Fermi, any final thoughts before we say goodbye and go into what's hopefully a great weekend of college football? Uh, just hopefully they get this election under control and we can we can get a decision, but I have a feeling we're going to be waiting for maybe months for that. I, I, it's crazy until um, all the legal stuff sort of settles. And then... Uh, just let's let's keep on winning, man. I, I'm battling back. I want to get back to 500 at least five, before the end of the year. I heard that. And hopefully, because everyone and their mother gets a bowl game this year for me, going to be tons of games over the holidays. I know. And that's always a great time because this is, you know, I don't think a lot of people will sit out as, as much as they do because just of how, how this all went down this year. Right, right. And, and hopefully, and as you know, it seems as though people are taking some precautions and trying to be careful. Cases are rising. But everyone, just keep staying safe out there. Keep betting these games. Keep having fun. Keep listening to us and enjoy the whole process because remember, it's only a problem when you're losing. We'll see you guys next week. Enjoy the games and we'll hear from you soon.